Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse Half Price Sale on now. Get big brand vitamins and cosmetics for half price. Teaser C Supply. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Grand finals are known for special performances. Here comes Dusty. He's shaping up for a fourth. Sewell's there. He leaves it for Buddy. Oh! <laughs> Around the body goes Chewy Joe. From inside the centre square. Boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. And in the biggest week in footy, we've brought in these three dead set legends to get you ready for the grand final. That's pretty normal for us. To Joey, Montagna, Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Jay-Z Clark and Kath Lockman. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends Grand Final Week Edition. Yes, good morning. It is Joey J and Kath with you for Grand Final Week on Triple M. Boys, good morning. It is a pleasure to see you so bright and early. Uh, it certainly is. Good morning, Kath. Good morning, uh, Joey. What a night it was last night with the Carlton superstar Patrick Krupp saluting uh, in the Brownlow medal. It was an unbelievable night, Joey. Uh, but it's fair to say, I don't know how you went on the red carpet back in the day. <laughs> I, I always, I feel it quite, I feel quite awkward walking on there because I'm on my ride. Yeah, it's you like should be. Patrick Cribbs. <laughs> they're not there to see you. Scotty Pendlebury. <laughs> did you, hang on, did you stop for a photo? No. There yes, was no you did. I'm carrying my laptop, my bulky 1980s laptop. So I just put my head down and sort of just try and walk yeah. up there as quick as I possibly can. <laughs> I might tell um, some stories later about some of the ones, Kath, that walk really slow in front of the cameras just because you get ooh. stopped. So if you walk really slow, you're mm. sort of more likely to get stopped. Oh, wait, 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 you, you need through. to be asked to be stopped. Yes. Some Is that do, how yes. it works? Yeah, you get stopped. Right. You need to stop for a photo. Oh, so you so some, some sort of sort of loiter until they get asked to stop yeah, and others, others that are a bit more humble just How put many did you go to? Uh, good question. Three or four? And did, did your wife Erin get right into it? No, she sort of was a more of a sort of off to the side. But you've got to sort of get at least one photo because you're getting the dress normally you know, yeah. given to you and those get sorts a of things. But yeah, there was certain, there was. I remember one year there was someone in front of us who certainly really held things up because they made sure that every photographer got the photos, <laughs> oh. takes it away. But no, it was a great night, and we will touch on it in more detail later. But we've all bounced out of bed. You're a bit yeah. more worse for wear. You've only nah, less we'll, sleep than the rest of us. Yeah, you worked. It's a, it's a slightly stressful night when you when you're trying to report the brown though. It's fair to say, Kath, because we go back to 2007. You know, Richmond superstar Dustin Martin's got an unassailable 15 vote lead at the halfway. So it's all very straightforward and simple. But yep. when you're coming down to the last game and the last vote of the night, and it was a compelling vote night, like they did a great job of it. It does make reporting it on deadline quite tricky. So, uh, who did you have your article all based around winning? Was it Lockie Neal? I was cheering for Lockie Neal. You know, <laughs> the weight loss plan that won a Brownlow, all that sort of stuff. And at one stage, Joey, I mean, we can get to this later, but he looked he like... He was a red-hot favourite. Yes. He did look like he was going to win. Of course, Paddy Cripps did, but no, I've jumped out of bed, Kath. Normally, yeah. you go for a run before you start our radio on a Saturday morning. This would have been well, very yeah, good if you got up. Well, yeah, this was tough. Yeah. Bold plan. I did set the alarm for 4am. I didn't plan on watching the Brownlow right until the end, mm. but I did... So, yeah, no chance at 4 a.m. I got up at 4.45. Do, your exercise. Kind of no, Do my exercise later. Uh, Joey, work. are you criticising Kath? No, I'm just asking going, whether... You haven't been for a run since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh. Hey, you're looking forward to the show. Too. Hey, we've got the Brownlow medalist. We have us. got the Brownlow medalist. Patrick Cripps is going to join us this hour. And we've also got your old teammate, Nick Rewald. I wonder if Cripp has been to bed. I don't think so. Mm. Gents, let's talk about Brownlow night. And I... Almost want to address the elephant in the room. Patrick Cripps, deserved winner, but he was suspended for the last week. 
and then was suspended. And miraculously got off. <laughs> then was suspended still at the tribunal. Yes. And, did, and then got overturned on appeal. Yes. So we're talking about some of the great, you know, we all remember the, the year that Robert Harvey won the Brownlow because Corey McKernan was suspended. And like, there's been some stories like that. It was sort of didn't really, sort of snuck under the radar, didn't it, that Paddy Cripps has won this Brownlow medal and getting suspended against the Brisbane Lions and pipping Lockie Neal by one vote who would be a two-time Brownlow medalist tonight if that suspension had have held. Extraordinary storyline, isn't it? And what, what is he going to send his QC? Because you've got to go like it's got to be a <laughs> yeah. real good bottle of Grange or something that's absolutely top shelf because not only did he clear him to play in those last two games, and albeit they lost those last two games, it was the tribunal fight which helped win Patrick Cripps yeah. a Brownlow after two it, down years. What was it like in the room? Was that getting a mention or was it this kind of let's not talk about it because he's won the medal and there's no going back now? Yeah, no, It. I think it's only become um, bobbed up on everyone's awareness really, really late. Yeah. You know, I didn't. it wasn't much of a storyline in the build-up or even earlier in the night. It was really only in the last couple of rounds that that discussion was really happening. So, I mean, amazing. And, and, and Carlton, to get him off, I mean, it was a marathon four and a half hour hearing, I think. It was highly debated and um, and what a move in the end. And, and, and what a comeback from Patrick Cripps. Like, you remember the last two years, guys, I mean, he polled only 15 Brownlow votes for the two seasons, was down on, him, on his normal self. But this year, Joey, I mean, he's for me. He was back with a vengeance, wasn't he? He was, and it, it was reward for effort for, I think, for a body of work of yep. probably six years of amazing football, carrying that football club. And we had said that for a long time. He was carrying that club in... I think 2019, he polled 26 Brownlow votes in a team that won a handful of games. Yeah, He's been enormous, so he did deserve it, and it was great that now he's got some – it's ironic, isn't it, that now he's actually got other good midfielders around him. He polls more votes and he's able to win it. So it, it was a deserved one, I think. And as you touched on, Kath, I think off there, though, everybody loves Paddy Cripps. Yes. He's a very likable player because yes. he's one of the lads. So all the footy players like him. He enjoys a good time. He's really humble. But And we all love the way he plays and goes about it. So I think he's universally loved. What about the Carlton boys when he won? The whole table was going nuts. And then Sam Doherty says after the count, I think there'll be Carlton boys chucking on a suit and getting to crown like we're having a big night. So I, I yeah. don't think Patrick Cripps will have slept when he joins us at 6.50. That's going to be a great chat to find out how much <laughs> sleep he's had. And I want to find out who was best on ground because my gut feel, the way that Brownlow was going, was Charlie Kernow looked Kerno. like he was ready yeah. to you know, pin the ears back and have a crack. The Richmond table looked up and about too. Liam Baker was getting a lot of cheers yeah. for it and yeah. he polled votes. Yeah. But what a great vote in the end. I mean, I know you hated it, Jay-Z, because you were covering it and you were yeah. stressing about your article. But for you and I, Joey, I enjoyed it. What, five votes between the top six. And when you look at those players, the top six, any of them deserve to win it. Patrick Cripps, Lockie Neal second, Took Miller third, Andrew Brayshaw from Fremantle. He led for a large majority of the night. And then Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca from Melbourne as well. Loved seeing Took Miller in contention. Took Miller went really close. It was really fitting, was it? That It was probably the best Brownlow count we've had in years. And it came down to the final round, yes. the final game. Because that's the season of footy we've had. Mm. How many games of footy have we had where we've said it's been one of the best games we've ever seen? That was one of the best counts we've had. The, sp- the surprise was probably Clayton Oliver a little bit. Probably just probably didn't quite poll as many as people thought, because Christian Petrarca stole the votes, which was always a concern. Petrarca polled yep. six best on grounds. Clayton Oliver only the four best on grounds, but Clayton Oliver polled <laughs> in the most games. So that was probably the surprise, yeah. but uh, Lockie Neal, very stiff. And didn't it all turn in round 18-19 when Lockie Neal missed out in both? He had 26 possessions, 32 positions, missed out in both. And then Patrick Cripps at round 20 in a 29-point loss to Adelaide Joey. I mean, he did have 41 possessions um, mm. Three marks, twelve clearances, but in a in a twenty nine point loss, still got the top votes, oh. and that is when 
That is when this came alive. That's when you all of a sudden went, oh, oh, I'm going to have to change my uh, story. Hang on. Have you brought in the brochure that was on the tables last Oh, so I thought, so Jay-Z's got the brochure here, which what does that have each round by round and the players and what they, how many disposals they got and goals kicked and whatnot. I just thought that was the menu on the tables. (laughs) And I'm thinking, why why does everyone keep checking the menus really? on the coverage? That's an early give me a spell. They were checking them. Give me a spell, Catherine. <laughs> no, hang on, Jay. That's been no. around for 50 hang on. years. Jay, hang Sorry. on a minute. But Jay, a lot of us haven't been to the Brownlow every year, Jay-Z. Assume, that's a very good point, Jay. Don't assume. Okay. So people see the players pick up what they think is the menu. Yeah. It's I actually honestly... the form guide of round by round. So the... So the players can all look as well and see who's yeah. coming up for a big game and who's going to win it, and it's got all the all those sort of it's like, bits. Are they hungry? Do they want another <laughs> drink? Like, what's going on here? Uh, um, but Patrick me. Cripps, to join us at 6.50, we'll find Can't out wait. who was best on ground, yep. who has slept, who hasn't slept, yep. all those questions and if need anyone, to be just, asked. And if anyone won any money on Paddy Cripps, whether his friends or family had a little thing, because there's I think someone, someone did in here, here that might have uh, just got <laughs> Leroy? Had him at 51 at the start of the year. Oh, 51. There you go. Marshall for brunch. Oh, you're going to share the coffees today? Yes. First time for everything. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Hey, we're counting down to Geelong v Sydney at the MCG on Saturday afternoon. Who do you think the neutrals are going for? It's a great question. Because Because Geelong can rub a lot of people the wrong way, as can Sydney. Yes. Who do you think the neutrals are going for? Well, Geelong's been so successful. I I wonder whether they gravitate to the young, exuberant swans. Actually, I know what is going to get a lot of people. Buddy Franklin, in potentially his last ever AFL game. More so than Joel Selwood? Yes. Or Paddy yeah. Dangerfield. You, you think Paddy Dangerfield or Joel Selwood are more popular than Buddy Franklin? Uh, no, <laughs> I, think, I, 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 I think Sydney will probably get some of those neutral Victorian fans because the Cats have been so successful. I mean, not so long ago they were beating you guys around the years in 2007, 2009, 2011, Joey. So they have been there and done it and, and have been consistently shooting for preliminary finals over the past decade. So maybe people want to see, you know, the, the freshness of yeah. the, uh, the the bloods, the red and white salute on the big day. Hard to know. Personal preference. A bit like choosing vanilla or chocolate ice cream. You just pick. It's, everyone will be different is what I'm getting at. Some people will, will hate Geelong. Some yeah. won't like Sydney, I think I think there'll be more going for Sydney would be my gut feel yeah. than barracking for Geelong if you don't break for that team. But um, I think a lot of people like us just want to have a, just a cracking grand final. One of the highlights of the grand final week, and I love this, is 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 the colours you see in the shops and the streets and people get it's a, the one week where you can get around your footy gear. Probably I what reckon. we're going to miss though in Melbourne, aren't we? We're probably not going to get a lot of that because Geelong will be painted. Blue and white, and Sydney will be going mad. But Melbourne, we're probably going to lack a bit of that with no well, Melbourne team in the grand final. Maybe that's why we need a bit of that. If you if you follow Geelong or if you follow Sydney, if you're a big Buddy Franklin, uh, the old South Melbourne, a bit around South Melbourne. Hang on, did you say it's the one where you can get away with yes. wearing footy gear? Of course you can. I still think there's an age where you can't. No, nah, this is the week you can. <laughs> no, it's the I, big one. <laughs> what footy gear are we talking? I don't think you can. You're you, what are you? Forty. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-year-old father. You can, if you're yes, a I don't fan. think a forty-year-old father of three can wear a footy jumper around town. <laughs> of course you can. No, you can look, go to your workplace this week wearing yes. a footy jumper. Can't ah. <laughs> bring me a little Joel Selwood badge to work or your little flag and yeah. stick your flags next to your computer screens at work. I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, but not round seventeen. But for the grand final uh, build-up, I'm 100% sure. Hundred percent disagree. Now, there'll right. be plenty happening. There's plenty happening too. The live site too at the MCG. So it's school holidays and you're thinking, what can we do with the kids? Go to the MCG, the live site. There's going to be so many activities to do. Kick the kick with your AFL and AFLW stars, all those activities. So there'll be plenty happening around. Just check it out. 
grand final parade as well. We're going to have a little boat factor to this parade as well. A little bit interesting. Carlton, P. Cripps, three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow medal is Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. Yes, he is a superstar, and now he is a Brownlow medalist, the Carlton captain, Patrick Cripps, and he joins us on the line. Cripper, congratulations. Has it sunk in yet? Uh, to be honest, not really. It's um, Yeah, it feels like the nod's really blended into one, but it's, um, oh, you know, I grew up, you know, loving footy and um, always watched the Brownlow medals. Um, you know, they were my idols. So to actually win one, it's, uh, it's pretty special. Has it blended into one because you haven't slept yet? Uh, that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long night, so we're uh, we're slowly getting through it all. I loved hearing Sam Doherty speak uh, after you won on the coverage, and he and he said how wrapped all the Carlton boys were for you, and he even said, "I think there'll be a few Carlton boys watching on at home, and we'll be suiting up and coming to Crown to celebrate." I mean, how many of the Carlton crew were there? The ringings, yeah. No, a few boys rocked up, so um, yeah, we, we're a close group, so. Um, you know, even all the WhatsApp messages were coming through thick and fast. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, it, was, it was a special night. As, um, yeah, it was one of those nights where you, you go in, you sort of hope for the best, but you don't expect anything. And, um, you know, it took to the last game and uh, it was pretty special. Hey, Cribber, congratulations, mate. Very popular winner. It was uh, mm. well-deserved, not just for this year, but for probably your body of work over yep. six or seven years, mate. But um, we want to ask you, so we saw some beautiful footage with your mum and dad and your brother, uh, when you won it, you gave him a big hug. But then what did it look like last night? So you've obviously gone and had a few with the boys. And who was best on ground? Because it looked like Charlie Curnow was up and about in a good mood. But how did the night pan out afterwards? What did you do? Yeah, I was surprised Charlie rocked up in the end. He was um, he was, a, he was a late in by the, you know, the, the count just about started. And he rolled in with his mate, Max Cabane, which is he's a good man. But, um, no, nah, it was good fun. We we just went to the after party. Then uh, a few lads came back to to our room. And, um, you know, Tommy Mitchell is one of our good mates. He... He was probably the last one standing. Uh, he loves a good time, but um, nah, it's, these nights are special. Um, always on the red carpet, I chatted about. You know, it's it's when you when you're a competitor, you, you play against these guys. But um, you know, come Brownlow night, um, you know, you get a chance to have a few beers and relax and get to know guys. And once you've been to a few, um, you know, you come good mates. And it's a good chance to catch up and you know. Yeah, I suppose catch up and just uh, relax and, and enjoy the night. So, um, yeah, I, I always enjoy the night. Ah, uh, Cripper, the footy world is wrapped for you, mate, because you've carried this football club on those big shoulders of yours for the best part of a decade. And no, you haven't had uh, success in September yet, but it was great to see that, uh, that, that, tra- that medal draped around your neck, mate, because it sat very comfortably. But have you spoken to your legal representative who got you off the, the, <laughs> um, that charge, of course, round 21, you, you levelled uh, Calamachi, and the tribunal hearing four and a half hours, it got you off. Now, what are you going to send this man? Is it a bottle of Grange or there must Sign be Sign memorabilia. Some memorabilia. <laughs> he gets one of your memorabilia. Something significant. Or do you tripper. just give him Charlie? Yeah, I, I asked uh, Gil for uh, a replica. So I give him one. <laughs> um, no, nah, it was, um, yeah, obviously it was a, you know, it talks about moments throughout that time. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a long week that week. But, um, you know, I thought by the end, the right the, the right result happened and um you know it's it's always one of those things you know when those things happen um you always you know feel for for cal and i made sure i reached out to him and, and checked in he was all right but um you know you never want to see people get hurt but um sometimes in footy with collision sports that happens but um nah it's uh yeah leave that aside it was there was definitely a, a special end to the night
Yeah, that's right. It was well, money well spent and, and the time well spent as well. Hey, what did you think after round one? Because you, mm. you were dominant, mate. It was the best on ground performance by a mile. You kicked three and had 30 to start the season and you only got the one vote. Got did you right at the start all of a sudden think, oh, maybe this might not be my, my night? Yeah, I scarred about three champagnes after. You can relax. I thought I was, I thought I was no chance. Then I, I, I pinched a few votes um, where I didn't think I would. So, you know, that's the beauty of Brownlow Nights. Yeah, you never know what's going to come around the corner. And I thought if I was, if I was a, um, within striking distance in the last five rounds, I might have had a chance, which I was. And, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to, you know, obviously last round pinch it. So it's just, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Tell me, how nervous did you get during the count, Cooper, especially towards the, the end and those last few rounds? I mean, there was about five of you still in contention. And, and I, I could tell, I don't know about you two, but watching on, everyone looked pretty nervous as in the contenders in, involved. Yeah, in like when did you go from sculling champagne to sculling yes. the waters? When yes. you went, oh, I Realizing might have to get up. I might have to speak here. Yeah. Well, I'd, um, I had Harry McKay's mum, Tracy, next to me, and it got to about you know six or seven rounds, and then she started pouring me a few waters, and I was like, yeah, it's probably a good idea to scale a few of these. Um, but, yeah, oh, look, it's you always go in you know, pretty relaxed, but when it actually comes to the crunch, it's, um, you know, every every guy there, you know, grew up as kids watching the Brownlow medal, and it's such a, you know, an honour to, you know, not only be at the Brownlow, but to be in contention. And, um, you know, when you're a chance, you always think, um, you know, it'd be awesome to 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 get that medal, and um, yeah, it was. I was lucky enough to win it tonight, and um, yeah, honestly, it hasn't sunk in yet. But um, you know, my idols growing up were Benny Cousins and Chris Yard, and I got a message from both them. You know, once I won it, and oh, oh, that's wow. pretty special. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, we know you got a big morning too, mate. How big is your morning now? We appreciate your time because have you been have you been giving your schedule and just going, oh boy, this mm. is back to back to back all morning. Yeah, it's gonna be a long morning. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking forward to eleven o'clock where I can go back to to Crown and have a sleep. But um, <laughs> no, to be honest, the, the longer the morning goes, the better I feel, which is uh, surprising. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's uh, it's it's all worth it. Um, you know, when you you have a night like that, it's um, you got to take a, you got to take it all on board, and I suppose you just embrace it all. So, can you share with us a little bit about that, Betty Cousins? Uh, message because he was he was a prince of Perth growing yes. up. I mean, he he must have it sounded like he was a massive idol for you. And I'm not sure if you've had much to deal with him before. But what was that like getting that message? Yeah, look, he's. Um, I was at the Brownlow last year in Perth, and um, you know there was probably you know a good hundred guys there last year, and he was still the the main man yeah. over there. I reckon everyone had a photo with him, and you know it's just um, you know. I suppose as a as a um, as a fan, it's just great to see him going well, and um, you know he was a, a great a great person and a great footballer. You know, for us young kids growing up in WA, um, we loved him and um, the Eagles in general. Uh, in that time, you know, it was a pretty yeah. successful era. So um, to see him go well was an honour, and um, for him to reach out to me tonight, it's pretty special. And um, you know, I still see him as my childhood hero, childhood hero. It's the morning now. Yeah, hey, hey, quickly, mate, did um, who's text, did anyone win some good money? Because our man Leroy here backed you at the start of the year at fifty to one. Have you had any brothers or friends or anyone just say thank you? We owe you a bit because they put some money on you. Got to be careful, but a few mates that had me fifty to one. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I made, so, but they sent me a few photos of a few beers. So I said, "You owe me a beer." Oh, I th- someone uh, very close to you spruiked to me that uh, they got on uh, very early uh, about Christmas time. So they're happy. Hey, what are you going to do with the medal? Where is it now? Are you holding on to it? Have you given it to your mum? Is it in the top drawer? What are you? What are you going to do with the medal? To be honest, the way my parents were after the medal, I think it was the safest thing to be around my neck. Um, <laughs> they, they, they were, they were, uh, they were charging, but uh, I put it on me. It's, um, 
yeah, as much as a big build-up, the medal is not massive, but, um, yeah, just looking at it, it's pretty special. Oh, you sound like a very close family. Congratulations. Enjoy the celebrations with your family and, and all your mates at Carlton, and thanks for your time this morning. No, thanks, guys. Well Appreciate done, it. Well done. Congratulations. You said, Joey, a popular winner. Yeah. My oath is yep. he is a bloke who's given his heart and soul for that Carlton Football Club for not much team success. It's amazing that he got to step into that spotlight last and night. And also how he spoke last night, talking about his, his parents and the pain they went through in the drought years and, and how, you know, that they – showed nothing but support even when they were really struggling and then also opening up about his speech issues and how he wanted mm. to, to become a better speaker because he wanted to be a leader for the Carlton Football Club. So, yeah, a very popular winner. Congratulations to him. It does, does not sound like he slept at <laughs> no. all. A couple of this... his answers there sort of kept going, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey Jane Cap. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Actually, speaking of the Brownlow, so you yes. touched on earlier that you were there. Yes. And we know, Kath, that he spruiked the other week about how well he played in the dad's game, mm. right? You know how yes. he, he won the medal. Well, and he's best on ground. Well, did, did you know what happened last night? When this happened, Jay-Z actually got excited for a second. Let's just take a listen to the count. Jay Clark won votes. <laughs> and Jay-Z in the back of the room, there's some people that have said he jumped up Stood for a second up. and thought, Stood up. I got the vote. You know what? I actually did. But when I heard that, that did catch, catch my attention. I thought, hang on. Gil saw the game from uh, last weekend. Keep that audio for the kids one day and say, yes. hey, here's your dad, Jay Did you Clark, suit up last night? Yeah. Did you suit up? Yeah, you have to. Did black, you, black tie. Do you have a photo? Did we post a little pic on your Instagram? No, I didn't. Hashtag take, Brownlow 22. Did, did not take a photo of myself, no. But I did have some mates bust into the media room at about 11.05 after an absolute skinful. So that was, yeah. Some yes. media mates. Oh, yeah, so we like them. Um, and we have a guest in studio. Welcome, Nick Rewald. The champ. Hey, hey morning, gang. Oh, best really? week of the year. <laughs> best week of the year. Is I it? Love, love this week. Have you? Do you really? Yeah. Do you really, favorite. though? Oh, it's, what are you talking about? It's my favourite week of the year. <laughs> How can you not love it? We were saying before, are you actually going to go? On Saturday, because you sort of been a bit anxious about the whole thing over the journey. You're going to go and relax, and you know? I'll be working. I'll be there. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll do will my you watch bit. The game? Uh, I will. Yeah, I'm going to stick around. I, I don't usually stick around and, and watch the game because so, uh, just old Hurts. wounds, old wounds. <laughs> just what, about you, what about you, Joey? We, you never seem to have an issue no, watching I, the game. I love the grand final. I, I was we we. Uh, jumped a hurdle, didn't we, last year when I got you to watch a little bit of the 09 grand final. St Kilda Geelong was on Fox with a replay, and That's, I've seen it a couple of times and yeah. sat through it, and, and Rui's never watched it. And I said <laughs> to him last year, can you just watch the game? Like, we played so great. We're just beaten by a better team. And he finally watched a bit of it. So. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, it was cath- it was a cathartic experience. <laughs> so that's why I think this year you fast forward and I'm there. I can't wait for this good. weekend. It's going to be brilliant. Because it's been a decade. Um, <laughs> I think you'll find it's been a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? Did you struggle in the years after watching? Oh, watching yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Particularly when we were playing, it was always hard. I remember being at friends' barbecues and those sorts of things and you, you sort of don't like seeing the teams get their medals and those sorts of things. But once I've retired, it's fine. I mean, I'm yeah. It's a great, it's a great game. You got to watch it. And you had your annual catch up. All the Saints get together. It's a bit of a tradition on preliminary final weekend. So that was what is it? Was it Friday? Friday. So all the boys were there. Milne, Bakes. Yeah, all the boys were there. Lenny. Lenny was there. BJ. BJ was there. Get around the boys. Tell a few stories. uh, I had to get out pretty early because I was work. I did the game on Friday night and. But I did have to keep tabs on my mate here mm. because he was on the early flight the next morning to get up to Sydney, and I, I was I was concerned as I was this morning when I 
I tuned in at 6 a.m. I was just away for a walk to get a coffee and I was just waiting to hear your voice because yep. I know you're not a morning person and I thought there is every chance you just miss out. No. You don't wake up. So are you, are you okay? I was yeah. good. No, I woke he was up. Having about spring in my step. Yeah. Excited. Brought the energy. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Saw an interesting tweet this week, uh, Rui. Of course, some highlights of you in the 2009 preliminary final. You're outstanding. You're on one leg. You hurt your knee. You kicked four goals. Took a whole heap of uh, big marks to, to get the mighty Saints through mm-hmm. to the grand final. So here's these highlights and this nice tweet from the AFL, sort of celebrating the champion you were. <laughs> and then what are your teammates here? BJ Goddard, you know, the, the man who sort of angrily swiped the pretzels away off the, mm. off the table that time. He says in reply, Rui still hasn't bought me a beer for all the goal assists as teammates. Hashtag where do you want it? Hashtag tight ass. Hashtag he can't drink beer. Whoa. He's had a bit He's of a gone crack here, BJ. He's gone hard. And I think what it comes back to is, you know, Joey's always been happy to be um, you know, Robin to second, Batman. Second fiddle, third fiddle. <laughs> he's always happy to be to be Robin. <laughs> no, he's, 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 that's right. But BJ's always struggled with that. He always, he just, he always sort of wanted to be the man and never quite was. And so I think this is just a bit of an insight right. to enjoy yeah. a bit of that it's sort just of stuff. built up anger. It is. Does he talk about his I mark? Tend to agree with that. The famous 2010. Does he? Have, he talks about that. He thinks that if we had have won that drawing grand final, he believes honestly believes there would have been a statue of that mark at the front of Mravin. <laughs> That's he's, what he said. He's got a fair point. Like, because we talk about the Jezelenko mark yeah. a lot because mm. of the, the stakes and the fact that it was in a grand final yep. and all of those things. If if we go on and win that game, then that mark becomes one of the iconic grand final yeah. moments. But let's take a leaf out of Craig McRae's books. We're not into ifs and buts. Yeah, and that's we right. didn't win, so it doesn't matter. But just use right. it as motivation. That's right. He talks about it flat out. <laughs> flat out. He loves it. So who was best on ground on the Saints reunion, was oh, it? Oh, Stevie Baker. Still his best on ground. I feel like he always would be best he on ground. Always, he's the, he's, a $1.10. Yeah. He's yeah. going to every catch-up. He's a $1.10 favourite to be best on. He's still got some very, very good stories. Hey, did you watch the Brownlow last? Night, Rui. Uh, bits, yeah. Just sort mm-hmm. of, you know, flick channels and, and watch a bit of it. Between that and the Royal coverage? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hooked onto that too. Yeah. I was, it was actually, as far as Brownlow's go, it was an exciting one. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. well, you were there. Was it a, did it feel like a drawn out sort of, no. Or was it just a novelty to be back in the room, have everyone together? It was great. I mean, I was stressed out because I didn't know what story I was going to write on, on who was going <laughs> to win. So I was, I was a bit like you, sort of, you know. Stressed out uh, on the on the big day, but um, I think it, it was such a um, thrilling finish, and for such a popular winner, it was one of the best counts we've seen in a long Who time. Who do you think's been the most popular? I mean, I'm trying to think of a, as popular winner as Patrick Cripps. Oh, Gaza. Who was the last the one master. to be so popular? Well, Richo was a popular runner-up. Oh, great! Matty Richardson. That that was that that room that night yeah. was that was the best sort of Brownlow night I think yeah. I've been a part of. And the guy that everyone was going for didn't even win. Yeah, mm. and he played up to the moment. Oh yeah, he beautifully. Loved it. He loved it. Did you enjoy the Brownlows? Uh, yeah, some of them. Mm. Some of them were good. Remember what, what made a good Brownlow? Well. I, th- I think when you when you're on a table and someone's in contention, yep. it's always exciting. So yep. we had a couple where Dell was yeah. in contention, Lenny was in contention, but it's more it's more the after show yep. that that becomes exciting where you get to hang out with the other players yep. and um you know people get a little bit loose. Fev ruined it for everyone though. <laughs> yes, he did. He ruined that. it for everyone because after he him playing up, they just tightened everything up. And Hard it became to get a beer. very very difficult to get a drink. James, let's talk about Saturday afternoon at the MCG. Geelong taking on Sydney. And you have to say we've got the two best teams, the two most informed competitions going head-to-head in the decider. 
Yeah, we do. We do, which I think makes it so exciting. So Ge- Geelong have been complete all year, haven't, haven't they? There haven't, hasn't really been a hole in their game. Sydney, you can't say the same for Sydney because about two months ago, their contest game was a mess. Mm. And you thought if anything is going to hold this group back this year, it's going to be the fact that they can't win contested possession. Well, J- Josh Kennedy looked like the man that might come in to solve it. No, they turned to the kids. So, so Rowbottom, Warner, these guys, Parker, obviously, who's a star, they've, t- they've turned that part of the game around for them so that we do have now genuinely two teams without a real weakness. Yeah, they're both playing complete football, aren't they? And that's, and that's um, indicative of their, run, their winning streak. I mean, they have, both of them haven't lost for Sydney for a couple of months, Geelong for even longer. But their pressure game is their one would, I think, isn't it, Rue? So their contestable, the Sydney Swans, this is has gone through the roof. But their pressure is the best in the competition. It's better than Collingwood's. They out-pressured Collingwood in the preliminary final. Can they put enough pressure on Geelong to slow down this offensive juggernaut? Well, you only have to go back to the first week of the finals when Collingwood did the exact same to Geelong. And Geelong, like they, they couldn't move it in that first term. They couldn't score. And we thought, oh, gee whiz, I thought this was going to be a different-looking Geelong team in finals. But it wasn't so much what they did. It was that Collingwood just brought such heat that they, they really just had nowhere to go with the footy. So... If Sydney, and, and they've proven that they can all year, if they can deliver that again, well then, gee, gee well, like that, that's what makes this week so exciting. Mm-hmm. It's because sometimes you, sometimes you get a really, really outrageous favourite in a grand final and it's, it's hard to make the case for the other team. It's, it's not the case this week. The, the, story, the individual storylines are absolutely compelling, aren't they? So on one side, you've got Sydney, you've got Lance Franklin. The last year of his deal, could he retire? Could he sort of go out on this on this note? And then Joel Selwood as well. You know, perhaps this is the last time we'll see Joel Selwood. Patrick Dangerfield craves that elusive flag. So for these three absolute giants of the game, Rui, the motivation for them, you know, would be absolutely huge. Danger's the one. Sell's got his Sell's got flags. So a premiership captain for him would 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 be outstanding. But Dangerfield's the one where you you, you really solidify your legacy as a, as a grade of the game by going on now and winning it. And they have timed his run oh. to absolute mm. perfection. Um, I'm not big into horses, Joey, but if if mm. if he was a horse, what would they be saying? He's cherry ripe. He's cherry yeah. ripe. Peaks. Is that a technical term? Is it cherry, cherry ripe? Peaks for grand final. Just peak for the Don't main know race. If that's only in horse racing terms. We, yeah, we all use that in general life. But I I think Buddy Franklin's the more popular storyline in terms of who the neutrals would want to see win another premiership is Buddy Franklin's meant his legacy of moving to Sydney and what he's done with the Swans. And he'd probably retire after that, would you think? I, I think no, so. No, I'm not sure. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, how would, we wouldn't know. I mean, Buddy Franklin doesn't seem like he tells anyone yeah. what he's doing, to be honest. So it's hard to know. I just think if he wins a flag, I mean, that would that would fill his belly, wouldn't it? It, w- it would. And But... but the, like I think we underrate, underestimate at times the competitor within Buddy Franklin. Mm. And mm. so he doesn't strike me as the sort of guy that would want to walk away from the game while he still feels like he's... he's, he's he can go another year. Yeah, that's right. And he, like there were passages on the weekend he where he good. dominated. And mm. he's, he's done that this year. So I, I think he's still got good footy left in him. And you don't, and, yeah. and you don't walk away from that. And you don't opinion. measure his performance now purely by stats. It's his presence. I mean, he still has such an impact on not only the forward line, but that group for the Sydney Swans. He still draws a great defender. He's, he still has a presence defensively, some of his run-down tackles. So he, he's got a huge role to play. Well, that in one on John final. Noble in the uh, last quarter was pretty on pivotal the and then also yeah. took the mark. Um, but then the other side, there's you know stories like Paddy McCartan, and, and one that you two can relate to, having known Paddy mm. and, and what he's been through and how he's got another opportunity at the Sydney Swans and now he's playing in an AFL grand final. And, uh, gee, it took a 
fair bit of time to sink in on Saturday night. We were lucky enough to talk to him on Best on Ground. It's just been a real roller coaster, and probably just more where I've come from. And I sort of even think back to this time, sort of two years ago, I was pretty, pretty nowhere really, and I was struggling a lot. And yeah, if you had told me even this time last year that I'd be getting ready to play in a grand final, um, I just wouldn't have believed you. So I feel very lucky that I get to do it with my brother as well, and to be able to sort of share this week with him is is amazing. So it's going to be awesome. I remember the interview Kathy did with us on the Sunday Rub a few years ago, and and he was genuinely emotional talking about the fact that he would, because of these concussion issues, couldn't sleep, was getting sweats, was getting chills, couldn't also be the light, lights. like yeah, yeah, going to the shops and all those things were almost undoable because of the lights. So there was that, and then over laying over the top of all of that was he he was for a while there he looked like he was going to be the biggest bust yep. of a number one draft pick mm. or almost ever. Yep. which a lot of it obviously, you know, circumstantial, not his fault because of the concussions and that, but that's still the way people would have spoken about his career if he wasn't able to come back and play, let alone come back and play the way he has yeah. with his brother now. That, and and the, the emotion overwhelmed him on, on the Saturday night to, to know that he was going to play in a grand final. And, and he's become, unreal. Joey, like not just an okay player, like defensively he's in a set marking game. Like he is, mm. he's a very good – do you think he's reached that – sort of level. He's a very yeah, good abs- AFL defender. Absolutely. He's a very good um, intercept defender now. So the, the, the Cats have got to be wary of him. He's playing some terrific footy and uh, he's going to have a big role to play in this grand final. That's what you like about grand final week, the stories within the story. And, and Paddy McCartan's story would be certainly uh, one that would get us all. We were talking about the great mm. David Beckham and how he lined up for 13 hours to see the Queen's coffin. You said you're into your royalists somewhat. Our, yeah. mate, our mate Bex that we met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did line up outside a cubicle just to wait for David Beckham to walk back out what? so I could get a photo with him. Rui's got a selfie with David Beckham in the toilet. In the, oh. in the bathroom. Del, Del, Do you have it on your phone? Uh, I don't have it. That's my screen. That's Dal and I got Dal and I met. Nah, have you not heard the story, Kat? Dal no. and I met Dave Beckham at the basketball in LA, the Lakers. We got a photo, and Nick wasn't there, and he was so shattered. So he spent the next like half of the game just keeping an eye on Beckham. I was there, but I was him. like, you around, there, I was, there. wasn't right there when it happened. Mm. Yeah, I was oh, like, Are you so kidding? you got jealous. And, and then stalked him, chased him to the bathrooms. No, well, I gave up. I gave up, and then I went walk, walked into the bathroom. And who was I sitting next to? Oh, <laughs> Davey boy. And he would have been wrapped too, because that's what he you want pumped. to do as soon as you exit a toilet queue. He was pumped. Cubicle, have a so selfie. Because Rui loved, I said, smile, Bex. Because Rui loved it when people used to stop him for selfies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man of the people, Joey. <laughs> so I lined up outside of Cubicle. The other time I, I have lined up for something, and it was it was absolute torture, not because of standing in a line, mm. but who I was standing in a line with. Oh. And I was in, uh, it was after the season, sort of early in our career, and I went to Europe and went to the to the Vatican. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so the lineup to get, and because I like, I love all sort of the, the European history, history stuff, and yep. I'm, I'm right into that. And so a lot, we lined up to get into the Sistine Chapel, and it was probably like a three, four hour type mm. process. And of all of our old teammates, who's the, who's the bloke that would be least interested? In, in lining up to do that. Bakes. Oh, gosh. There's a heap. Wow. Cozzy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got it in one. Got it in one. And so it he complained from minute one yep. to the end of the three hours, just nonstop. This is shit. What are we doing? I can't believe we're in line for this to look at a bloody roof. See that? Is- <laughs> <laughs> and so, and like, I was quite happy to stand in line. Wow, yeah. come on. I was... It was absolute but torture. That's the critical part of it, isn't it? Is who you line up with. 
Mm. I'm almost thinking I've just got to line up by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, because you need someone. If you're going to go line up with someone, it's got to be someone funny. Well, yeah, but but I think in this situation, say lining up to see the Queen, you need a wingman yep. because yep. toilet breaks. Yes. Like, what are you doing in that situation? Yeah. Snacks. <laughs> like, you need to prepare for this situation. You're not standing in line for twelve hours without food. No, you need some support. Yeah, you? you absolutely do. And, and that's where I feel like you really got to branch out with the people next year, and you know, form those partnerships early, a yep. strong one. So you got each other's back. In, in, but in what fact, if they're annoying? You don't want that's to. Right. No. Yeah. And I reckon you I can tell. So as you're approaching the line, I think you want to scope the end of the line out. And if it looks like the next people in line are no good, well, then you just wait until some sort of, you know, birds, your lead. birds of a feather, you know, you stand Ruiz in the line. just got out of his them. chair. So I'm feeling very passionate about this topic. So you find Cosy annoying in that situation. He was your housemate, Joey. Yeah. Was, was he a good housemate, Big Cos? He was. He yeah. was a great housemate. But, yeah, he, he could get impatient pretty quickly yeah. and whinge, and he needed yeah. to. So I can imagine mm. that would have been not ideal. Did That's he, not why Cosy's way of did, spending a Europe trip. We did all live together, and then Cosy bought a new – so the three of us lived together, and then Cosy bought a new house, and um, I just didn't get invited into the into the new house. Ever. But yeah. Joey no, no, did. no. Like, yeah. I thought we were all going to move oh. the three oh. of us hey. into Cosy's joint. And Tough housemate. Trust me. <laughs> Joey got the invite and uh, yeah. there was a three better too. Yeah. There was room. We didn't want to live with Rui. He was too wound up. <laughs> a bit too intense. Made it too intense for us. Was it right, Joey? That did Cosy, were you living with Cosy when he dropped a TV on his head? <laughs> yes. Is that a real story? Yes, TV on his what? Yeah. On his head. Yeah. Head? That's How do you do that? Said. No, That's silly. what he showed. He showed up to training with a black eye. Right. He said, oh, what's happening here? I dropped the TV on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have said Could've that too. Come up with something a little bit more yeah. creative. Rui, you're coming back on Wednesday, yes? Wednesday. Good man. Yeah, see you then. Time for Give Me a Spell. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. I'll kick us off. Okay. People asking. <laughs> Sorry. No, Did no. you really want to go no, first? No, 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 go. I'll just get in early. People asking for grand final tickets. Yep. Like, I'm not ticket tech. I don't have 10,000 tickets to give away. That's my Give Me a Spell. Now you can go, Joey. Well, my Give Me a Spell. It's not really my Give Me a Spell. But it's more Christian Petrarca because as, oh, as yes. the count went on, let's first of all just take a listen to Gil McLaughlin and then we'll set it up. Melbourne C. Petraca, three votes. Melbourne C. Petraca, three votes. Melbourne C. Petraca, three votes. Oh, yeah, we he all, changed he it with the last one. tried to get it right because I think at one stage during the count he read, uh, he might have even heard Christian read the Petrarca. Room. There's some vision of it on social media just saying, Give me a spell, Gil. It's Petrarca, not yeah. Petraca, with some swear words in there so as well. So who's your give me a spell too? Is it to Petrarca to, for no, whinging or to Gil? No, it's a Gil. Oh, you've clipped a... Oh, wow, Get okay. it right, Gil. Give me a spell, Gil. We Bloke polled 25 votes. Get it right. We were, we were trying to get the CEO on our show this week, so that's <laughs> dead yeah. buried now. Oh Christian did seem a bit uh, flat with it. Hey, my give me a spell is, and I know Melbourne's weather can change. Sorry, Rui. Um, right. Is the weather on Saturday, 15 and rain. I would love a beautiful sunny day for the Premiership decider. So, uh, and I know Melbourne. Give me a, give me a spell, is, weather gods. Give me a spell, weather. <laughs> Hopefully, you can brighten up a little bit. Yeah, good one. Jay, might <laughs> give me a. Let's see what we can do about that one for you. Uh, <laughs> might give me a spell is Mitch Robinson. You're all good. good. Coming out and having a little. Uh, Little Clip. gripe, little whinge yep. yeah, to Fags. Fags. You're not Jonathan Brown. You're not big send-off, prelim yep. final week, concentrate yep. on the game. Come yeah. on, Plus, Mitch. Everyone me loves a, Chris Fagan. Yeah, give me a spell, Mitch. Yeah. Hey, now time to finish with this. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Day.
a little half volley today. Of course, the dead set legend of the day has to be Paddy Cripps today. Mm. Or as, oh, true. Or as Jay-Z Clark likes to call him. Anyway. Absolute ripping fella, Pichu Kreps. Um, <laughs> Pichu Kreps. Pichu Kreps. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I, I enjoyed that. I thought you would have gone with Chris Townsend. He's QC. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, What's a Brownlow worth to a player? Ooh. In endorsements? Like oh. everything. <laughs> hundreds. Memorabilia, yeah. hundreds. Well, Paddy Cripps told us he's asked you to a do a little replica so he can give it to Chris Townsend. Well, certainly yeah, some, well, memor- certainly some I reckon memorabilia. Chris would be sending through a little text this morning, hey, well done, Paddy, and yeah. hoping that he gets <laughs> so, back a little, hey, I'll sling a bit your way. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly coming his way. Hey, thanks for joining us, Rui. Yeah, yes. thank you, Rui. We'll Good see fun. you Wednesday. See you too bright and early. Back on board, 6 a.m. tomorrow. Come with your coffees. Come up and about. Lots of energy. Thanking you. I'll this call is you at 5.30 again tomorrow, Joey, to wake you up. <laughs> Triple A's Dead Set Legends, Joe Jane Cap. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. The Chemist Warehouse Half Price Sale on now. Get big brand vitamins and cosmetics for half price. T's and C's apply. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Joey, Jay and Kath will be back tomorrow with more of Triple M's Dead Set Legends Grand Final Week Edition. Make sure you do a little bit of training. Keep yourself in good shape. Don't come back too fat. That was always my little one. <laughs>